Welcome back to Conspiracy Snacks and Tinfoil Hats. I'm Avalon Gubernick. And I'm Connor Kenworthy. Co-conspirators. <laughs> on today's episode, we will be talking about Operation Mockingbird. Kaka. So <laughs> So grab your snacks and your tinfoil hats and we'll be with you shortly. everybody um we are shooting live from my parents closet (laughs) connor how was your week (laughs) sorry don't i'm really stressed why because this episode's gonna be boring that and just it's just you i've had like a headache for four straight days just like a stress one because with finals and online uh tests and working a lot it's just it's been stressful and i've been on a diet so i can't stress eat you need sanvello hashtag not sponsored (laughs) You need to use it. You mean it. I need a therapist? Yes. We all need therapy. I know. I, we've all talked about this. I know. What are you drinking? Um, I wish it was alcohol, but it is cran, cran grape juice. Yes. We do not want UTIs. I live with old people, so. <laughs> Cranberry juice is good. I would choose really good, cran grape juice. That does not sound good. Oh, it's really good. Another one that's really good is um, cran pineapple. Ooh. Uh, what's your snack? Well, I just finished it. I just got home from work, and so I made myself a quesadilla with chicken and a little bit of barbecue sauce and sriracha. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> what What is your snack, then? Um, an ice cream sandwich. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you can be sorry. I'm sorry too. That it was a little bit melted because I had to sit in a hot closet waiting for Connor because he told me he would be ready at one time and he was not. So I had a melted ice cream sandwich. I'm sorry. That is <laughs> my okay. bad. Um, how was your week though? How's your family? Oh, my family is so good. It's so. It's like. A rush of serotonin entered my body as soon as I crossed that California border. I said, yes, I am home. And I've been happy ever since. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> um, I bet four days. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We will see. Um, how was your week? Um, it Did was we good. Did really say that? Uh, yeah, we already talked about my week, which is why oh, I Oh, you had a you, stress but... headache. So yeah. not good. Oh, I still have a stress headache. It's fine. But All it's right. Good. Should we get started? Any other business? No, um, I don't have any. My mom, you were there for it, but my mom was yelling at me for being too loud in the kitchen when I got home, so. <laughs> my favorite was, are you talking to yourself? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, <laughs> today... <laughs> I walk, I walked into, so I walked into the back room at work and I was like, man, I have to pee. And then this guy was like, what? And I was like, I was talking to myself. And he was like, oh. (laughs) That's something I miss doing. Talking to yourself? I just talk to myself all the time. It was like a friend that wasn't mean to you. You're not mean to yourself? I'm mean to myself. Not all the time. Good. That's called positive self talk. Love. Oh. Yeah. Same thing. One. Okay. Let's get started on this freaking Operation Mockingbird. 
which has nothing to do with mockingbirds and i'm really upset i mean it could if you think about it okay yeah how no i will explain it okay (laughs) so operation mockingbird was or is an alleged program of the cia or central intelligence agency this the CIA began after kind of during World War II. Guess who freaking picked this conspiracy? <laughs> Avalon. So we're back in World War II. Have we ever I left didn't. the 1940s? I no. Didn't. No. So we're forever stuck in the 1940s. <laughs> um, this project involved infiltrating certain organizations and using them as fronts to gain intelligence. Oh, the C- this is what the CIA was. Sorry. So it's the CIA used this as a program to infiltrate certain organizations, and then they also wanted to gain intelligence and then shape the public thinking uh, about the United States through propaganda. And there was also ties that said that it was also part of surveillance and uh, phone tapping to listen in on certain people. So it's kind of a big, big deal. (laughs) <laughs> it's a big one. So it's a big one. The CIA has never publicly admitted to having a project Project Mockingbird. Um but let's dig into the good stuff. Jumping back to the nineteen forties. <laughs> I am the biggest history buff now. No, I'm not but a history buff because I hate World it. War II and Cold War. <laughs> and yes. So uh the CIA, of course, just like they are known to do, was doing some illegal shit. And after Watergate <laughs> broke, uh, the American people were pissed and they were demanding to be told what was going on. Um, this is kind of when like a whole bunch of the legal CIA programs were brought to light, such as MK Ultra that we've covered and others. Um, but Mockingbird was not in one of these um, pro- or programs that was brought to light during this time. Uh, but at the same time, the CIA is known to do some shady shit. So are we surprised that there's a possibility that we haven't heard about it? No. No. So I'm going to bring up this guy. His name is Jim Scott. He was a reporter um, who covered him and his, uh, what is it? What are they called? Coworker? You know, like bestie. They wrote together. They had a column. Pen I, <laughs> him and they're like coworkers. Oh. Him and his friend. I don't know. They there's like a word for that, but it's a coworker. Yeah, but I don't know. Whatever. So they they hold a <laughs> desk buddy. Desk buddies. Let's go with that. So he has covered huge stories such as the Cuban Missile Crisis and the JFK assassination. So. Um, so Jim Scott, sorry, is the son of this journalist, Paul Scott, but Jim, I was going to correct you, but you corrected yourself, but Jim, the son tells, he tells a story about how he was on a phone call one night and he and his friend were talking about like homework and school and all this other crap. And we're like, Oh my gosh, let's, Oh my gosh. Do you like Jenny? And he's like, no, I don't like Jenny. Do you like Jenny? He's like, no, I don't like Jenny. And (laughs) that kind of shit. So... (laughs) He... Title of the episode will be "Do you like Jenny?" <laughs> so, I think Jenny was. <laughs> Who the hell is Jenny? Jenny from Forrest Gump, who was a little freaking. Did not deserve Forrest. <sighs> Does not deserve Forrest Gump. So, they're talking on the phone, and uh, Jim's friend is all like, "No, I don't like Jenny." And Jim's like, "Shut up! I can't hear." <laughs> Like should stop talking, and Jim hears a grown ass man on the, like on the line with them, and he hears them say something along the lines like, "Don't worry, it's just two kids talking about homework assignments." So he like heard people on the line with them, That's and true. so Jim Scott, the son, he pretty much has known that the CIA tapped um, his dad's phone and w- to try to get information. Um, I think I could say it later, but I can skip it when I come up to it. So his father and his coworker had quoted like classified information in their columns. So they were trying to figure out how he had gotten that, like who their source was. 
And so that all came out. And so Jim Scott has been working for the past 25 years to get the documents the CIA has on his father and like information on why the CIA tapped his phones. Uh, But he has been unable to do so for 25 years. And then even under filing with things under like the Freedom of Information Act, like they're like, no, like they'll be like, yeah, you can have it. And they like come up with an excuse not to give him anything. So, um, so again, the CIA does shady crap. Like he should be able, especially after 25 years, like they've already released all this stuff on like MK Ultra and stuff. So I feel like it shouldn't be that big of a deal. And the people that it's about are dead. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so now going back to the Civil War, no, the, um, Cold War. The Civil War. Um, so during World War II, the CIA didn't actually exist. It was originally known as the Office of Strategic Service or the OSS um, during World War II. And its job was to gather intelligence and help with covert operations overseas. Um, but the, the OSS had only been founded during times of war in the United States. And they helped train during the World War II. They helped train and arm foreign groups and so that they could help um, fight in the war um, as part of the allies and they also sent spies into enemy governments and would get information back from them so the oss during world war ii set a precedent of working alongside um, american journalists who were overseas covering the war and they did this because journalists would like they um, they were allowed to be in those countries and then they would those journalists would also help them write like propaganda and publishing pro-capitalism pieces and then they would also sometimes help the OSS by like posting like the American government's gonna do this and like false information to uh, mislead um, the Axis powers. So, at the end of World War True, Truman, President Truman and his chiefs of staffs were all like, yo, we have this huge, like, OSS thing going on, um, and it's been doing really well, and with the whole, we just showed everyone that we have a freaking atomic bomb, and so everyone's going to be opening the doors to that and be wanting to also figure out how to have atomic bombs. Um, he's like, why throw away an organization that's working so well? So uh, the Central Agency... Central Intelligence Agency came kind of as an afterthought. It was first the secret. So the OSS became the Secret Service Unit. Um, and then then the National Intelligence Authority and then the National Security Council with the CIA in 1947. So the CIA has only been around since 1947. Weird. Fact. Fact. Um, so when the CIA was formed, it part of its charter was that it was not... It wasn't like the FBI. It's not supposed to enforce the law, but that it's uh, it, so it's not even supposed to operate on American soil. The CIA is only supposed to be foreign um, policies and like intelligence information gathering and covert operations. Um, but at the same time, we know the CIA has not done that. And so the CIA was also separate from the military. So they kind of like especially when they were first formed, they had these like super loose rules and like no one really told them accountable because no one really knew what they were. Um, So the CIA was supposed to be like a peacetime agency, but pretty much that's bull crap because they were literally supposed to act like the country was at war at all times and like trying to prevent things. So, the uh, also going on at this time, there's a whole international organization of journalists and that meets in Denmark. Um, and this was being used as, like, a front for Soviet journalists. And they would come, it was the Czech Communist Party would come in and they would be funneling information through this and be passing information for the KGB to the rest of the world. Um, but then they were trying to like pass off as being like this journalist thing and that free press and all that crap, but it was lying. So the U.S. knew that this was happening, and so they started trying to kind of like what the OSS was doing with journalists. They got on board with the National Student Association, which was founded in Wisconsin, 
And the NSA or the National Student Association, its job was to represent the U.S., like the colleges of the U.S. at U. Can I? I have like a lisp today. The U.S. Um, the U.S. colleges at the International Union of Students, which was based in Prague. So pretty much, there's this place. All these journalist kids come to, but then there's these two organizations that one the U.S. is using and one that the Soviets are using, and they go to this conference, and pretty much they're trying to, like, shape the youth to gain them, not gain them, but, like, convince them of their operations, so, like, communists or capitalism. They're like, we we want youth to like capitalism. We want youth to see that the United States is stupid. So... Pretty, that's pretty much what they want. So Don't like capitalism, but think U.S. is stupid. No, like the Soviets want their youth to think that the U.S. is stupid and capitalism uh, stupid, and then gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Americans want cap pro capitalism and anti Russia um, or anti Soviets. Yes. So, um, this was so this was also going around with like throughout the Cold War. Um, and so even during like the anti-war movements and like peace movements, this was all happening. And so then there's this lady, her name is Karen Padgett, and she wrote a book, um, about how the U S had, was trying to again, recruit the young generation to fight against communism. Um, and how at this time when the CIA kind of piggybacked with the NSA, they the NSA was this new organization and they were kind of like looking for funding and looking for all this stuff but they were kind of on that anti-war spectrum like they were kind of they were considered liberal and so the CIA because it was a new organization they were founded in the same year they were able to kind of like put on a front and be like oh we're liberal too we want this we want that and then they started um pretty much because they were what fundraising and like giving money to the NSA they were kind of able to like rig elections on like and help choose who could be president of the NSA and all that kind of crap going oh, on shady. because so yeah super shady Typical um, CIA. <laughs> honestly so and then this was super beneficial to the CIA because the students in the NSA to go could go to almost any country and they could a- interact with anyone, like because they were just students and they were journalists. So it was there was no limitations on who they could talk to, or what they could do in these countries. And then they could even go to countries that the U.S. didn't have like diplomatic relationship relationships with, um, as like tourists and then just journalists. And then these students, because they were students and not military or government employees, they were provided certain protections from foreign governments. Um, despite our relationship with them. So eventually it all came out that the NSA was pretty much being funded by the CIA and people were pissed, but the NSA tried to pull the whole, we took their money, but we don't work for them. And people were like, bullshit, like that's not a thing. So this brought on like a ton of flack for the CIA. And at this time, a bunch of their front organizations were being exposed and being shut down. So they were losing like all of this like information and intel, like they were like losing their grit. So in relationship to Mockingbird um, was the fact that the CIA was not afraid. So like Operation Mockingbird, the CIA was not afraid to operate on U.S. soil and also, it was not afraid to use not non-government people to further their ideals. So, like, they weren't afraid to use the American people, pretty much. They were like, screw them, we're going to get what we want done. So then there's another lady. Her name is Deborah Davis. And she wrote an unauthorized... Deborah is an awful name. Deborah is an awesome name. Have you name. ever met a Debbie that wasn't a bitch? No. I don't think I've ever met a Debbie, honestly. Oh, well, you're lucky. <laughs> so Debbie, Debbie Davis, wrote an unauthorized biography of Ka- of Catherine Graham. Um, and Catherine Gan- Graham, my hell, I can't oh effing speech. Speak. Oh, my hell. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Graham was the editor of the Washington Post. And so Davis, during this time kind of 
in a way with this biography exposed her and stated that the U.S. had close ties to a lot of the journalists, um, including the NSA, but then they were (laughs) used by the CIA to push pro-American propaganda in foreign countries. And then she even, for Operation Mockingbird, uh, she was the first one to use that term um, in her book. And then she even named a former CIA, CIA agent, Frank Weisner, to be the head of this operation. So she was like, this operation is freaking um, using journalists, pushing like, pro-capitalism propaganda, and using people, the American people. And Frank Weisner is the head of this operation. So she said this all out in her book. Uh, nice. And then she even claimed that in the mid by the mid fifties, the CIA had infiltrated and was using people on all major news networks, including CBS, NBC. Um, they were all in the pockets of the CIA. So her her claim was then brought under scrutiny because she in this book she didn't really have any references when it came to this like this information. And then the book was pulled by the publisher. Like, so after it was published, the publisher pulled it after just a few weeks after there were a couple inaccuracies in this. But Debbie claimed that this was all a ploy of the U.S. government to discredit her. So she was like, not like, my stuff is accurate, but the U.S. government doesn't want people to know. People are like, Debbie, you crazy. So who knows? Um, so the CIA at this time when all this stuff was coming out was under a ton of shit the NSA and all its front organizations were all being set on fire not really but like going up in smoke the Watergate scandal broke and then the American people were pissed and they thought the CIA represented everything that was wrong in American politics that it was people grasping for power and doing things that were illegal and they were like I hate this um, so the CIA then was taken under, taken into investigation and people were actually really shocked at what the CIA had done. So during the, after the Watergate scandal broke, that's when we first found out about all this stuff about like MK Ultra and things. Um, and there's the stuff that was declassified was things like the MK Ultra, like they had been trying to do mind control they had been trying to like they had been testing on the american people and so people are like if this is the unclassified material mm-hmm. what the hell is in the classified material like what are they doing that's so bad that we can't know if this is so bad in the first place um but again when all of these documents come out after um they're published after the investigation there was again no mention of an operation mockingbird so there's no factual evidence of that, except in 2007, um, all these documents, more stuff became declassified, and then they found that there was, in fact, uh, an operation named Mockingbird, but they stated that this was only a minor surveillance operation and that it was only the two journalists who I mentioned before was um, Alan, Scott. Alan and Scott. Um, no. Who were the... no, yeah, you're right. That's their last no, name. No, Alan. Yeah, so Alan and Scott, um, last name. So Mr. Alan and Mr. Scott were because they had quoted um, information in their column, and so they were trying to find out the source. So I, in a way, they said, we've done this, but it's not. So Operation Mockingbird is supposed to be like the infiltration of the Amer- – of the – associations and then the using the american people and wiretapping and kind of pretty much getting information in illegal means and using the american people and so but they say no our mockingbird is just this small thing so we don't really know what if this is a real it's not like mk ultra where it's like we did this but there's some pretty interesting stuff that's a perfect transition That was the most perfect way you could have ended that because my first point is the main question of this conspiracy is not whether or not the CIA used journalists for propaganda because they definitely did. Like, that's not what is under question. The main question is what is or was Operation Mockingbird because, like, there's nothing that has a definite answer where it's like it was this. Like, they've never come out and said it because it is classified. 
And so that is what I'm here to talk about today. So I have three theories of what Operation Mockingbird is, and then I have some fun stuff at the end. So, yeah. um, like Connor was saying, the f- first theory is that Operation Mockingbird was what was said in the declassified reports about the wiretapping mission of um, Mr. Scott and Mr. Allen. So, just a summary of what Connor said. Um, they claimed it was a smaller and shorter term operative, but rather be being called Operation Mockingbird, it was called Project Mockingbird, and it was conducted from March 12th, 1963 to June 15th, 1963, and it was a phone interception operative that targeted two Washington-based journalists that had been publishing news yeah, publishing news articles that had been based on and frequently quoted classified materials of this agency and many others, including top secret and special intelligence. So, Paul Scott and Robert Allen were BFFs and they would write articles all the time called the Allen Scott Report. And so, um, basically they were writing a lot of stuff before it would break like, before CIA would say stuff about it, they would already report about it. So, the CIA was a little suspicious. And then what took them over the edge was, in 1963, Paul Scott attended a press conference that where Secretary of State at the time, Robert Mac- McNamara, I think that was his name. I listened to them say his name, like, 20 times, and I still don't know what it is. <laughs> I hate names when you're I like, don't know if it's McNamara no or McNamara. But anyway, he was Secretary of State and he was there to announce that the Soviets had dismantled all of its missiles from Cuba during like the Cuban Missile Crisis. And after he mm-hmm. like made that announcement, Paul Scott asked a lot of questions that kind of showed that he knew about this announcement before it happened. And, like, more secret and classified information. So, McNamara, like, basically told and was a snitch and told on Scott to government officials, including... You know what happens to snitches. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. Um, So, he told Robert Kennedy, which was President John F. Kennedy's brother. (sighs) So... They were suspicious, and they made this Project Mockingbird in order to spy on Robert Allen and um, Paul Scott in order to, like, find out who their sources were, where they were getting the classified information, and it proved that they were getting info from someone with, like, the proper security clearance. So, um, early March 1963, they installed listening devices in their home and work phones, and it only lasted three months, but the CIA was, like, able to identify every single source and kind of, like, hold them accountable. Um, and, like you were saying, his son Jim Scott, like, began to investigate and, like, really couldn't find anything, but one thing you didn't mention was in 20... 2011, Jim Scott obtained records from the FBI about Paul Scott. It was, like, all of the information they had, which confirmed that Robert Kennedy and McNamara approved the investigation into Paul Scott and Robert Allen, and also a document that said that J. Edgar Hoover denied participation in the operation. And according to this podcast, I didn't know who this guy was, but apparently he was really shady and, like, endorsed a lot of shady projects. So the fact that he denied this one, like, was weird. So that is the first theory. It's It's because he didn't. You know he didn't. He probably was like, or he was like, no, don't worry about phone tapping them. Let's go (laughs) freaking mind control some kids. True. Like, what? So, um... The reason not a lot of people believe in this one is because the two men that were, like, involved in it are dead. So, if it were true, like, a lot of stuff would have come out by now because there's no reason to keep it classified. So, a lot of people do not believe in this one. It's, like, 
one of the least probable ones because oh like they're saying this isn't actually what mockingbird yeah. is because why the hell is it still classified yeah. because like okay if the cia already was like this is what we did and it was true then why haven't they like released more information if like the people that it was targeting are not no longer like living you know yeah so that brings us to the most commonly accepted theory which is that mockingbird operation mockingbird was a massive network of journalists turned into cia assets that operated with no oversight throughout the 1950s and the 1960s so um after the oss was folded and became the cia the director of the CIA, Alan Doles, oversaw a series of informal relationships between agency operatives and working journalists. So at the height of its unchecked power, people estimate that the CIA had up to 400 American journalists working for them who like performed Jeez. a bunch of tasks. Um, some of their tasks were giving simple briefs of what they saw when they traveled abroad. Um, they would act as go-betweens for the agencies and operatives in foreign countries so they would like meet with other agents in different countries they would um sometimes go behind the u.s government's back and relay messages to and from like other cia contacts in different countries and sometimes they would give cia like complete control over their stories and sometimes they would just publish stories that cia operatives wrote like and just published it under their names so basically all the journalists were working to promote cia or like government propaganda and government ideals which is kind of messed up f that so um but in february 1976 george h w bush announced that the cia was officially done with using journalists as assets what are you doing Sorry. Stop. <laughs> so he announced that they weren't doing that anymore. But like, uh, do we ever believe mm, people? How are they going to be like? Oh, we're not going to use journalists. But then the, can't they just hire journalists into the CIA anymore. now? <laughs> wink, wink. So wink, wink. We're just going to shove freaking cocaine into the United States. <laughs> and sorry. So that was the second theory, and that's like the most believable. Is that? Um, the CIA uses journalists and media to basically control us, which I will talk about later when I get to the fun stuff. And then the last theory is that, I guess it's not a theory. It's more of like an outcome of this, um, operation is basically that the exposure of Mockingbird, like when it was exposed exposed that was the dumbest sentence I've ever said <laughs> when information about Mockingbird like came wow. to light it led to the creation of the surveillance state that America is today basically why the CIA is not as good as its job today so this is a very minor theory like not a lot of people believe it but so all of this that we've talked about um, shows that the CIA didn't do it because they wanted to stop communism. They did it because they knew they could get away with it without, like, repercussions. Because all of this stuff has come out and no one's been punished for it. They're just, like, go under the radar. Like, oh, they did illegal things again? Oh, well. Yeah, that's the one thing that, like, why I don't believe. That, like, they're like, we're gonna stop using whatever. They like what? Like they're we're gonna stop using journalists. Also, it's because. Wait, what? <laughs> wow, well, you weren't listening. No, I was. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say that's why I don't believe that the CA is like we're not gonna stop. We're gonna stop using journalists. But like, even if they weren't, like, there's never any punishment for anyone. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, it really doesn't. They can just do whatever the hell they and want. And especially because another thing you didn't talked about talked about talk wait yeah that's right talked about um another thing i didn't talk about <laughs> help wow um i mean you did kind of but you didn't 
call it by name. Because um, you talked about all these CIA operatives that kind of like became declassified. The main, the name of it is called the Family Jewels. And it kind of just encompasses all the ov- the covert black op illegal operations that the CIA had done over the years. Which included like MKUltra and stuff. But even after this, like, no one was punished. Like, they're like, oh, you did all these illegal things? Cool. That's fine. But it did have a negative impact on the agency's intelligence capabilities and kind of, like, crippled their ability to, like, do their job for a while. Because um, the Conspiracy Theories podcast was talking about how the biggest, like, evidence or catalyst for this theory is the 9-11 attacks. Um, because after those that document about the family jewels came out, which was made by the church committee. Um, so I'm going to read, this is one of those. It's like a quote. So it says people blame the church committee, which are the people that released that like declassified document, um, had robbed the CIA of its teeth against its enemies. And thus the CIA had been ill-equipped to interpret intelligence about the attack before it happened. Because a lot of people were like, how comes the CIA didn't predict the 9-11 attacks? And so people are blaming it yeah. on, like, this exposure of illegal activities is why, like, the CIA kind of, like, lost its credibility. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, and also it's because after 1976, when all these things, like, got exposed, the CIA had to report briefs on certain operations and were not allowed to engage in operations that were, like, controversial, a.k.a. all of them. Yeah, like what? <laughs> like, so they were very limited on, like, what they could do, which kind of sucks. So, like, that's my little yeah. feel for the CIA. Like, sorry, but, like, maybe mm, yeah. don't do a lot of shady stuff and then you won't get in but- yeah it's like maybe don't (laughs) don't yeah don't mind control people and don't shitty things i just they frustrate me are you ready for the fun stuff now well it was fun for me let's go maybe you'll think it's dumb so (laughs) i have a documentary that i recommend to everyone i found it on yes of course tiktok so, oh gosh, it just came out last week. The documentary was on TikTok, no, 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 so it was no, just no, no. one minute. It's on YouTube. I'm just kidding. On YouTube for free. Um, it's really good. It was like an hour and twenty minutes long. Okay, that's a long time. I know, but I watched all of it, and I wasn't even on my phone. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's a conspiracy documentary. A called out of the shadows you can look it up on youtube and it's it mentioned operation mockingbird which is why i got the idea to do this conspiracy even though it turned out to be kind of like meh but now we're gonna get like turn it up so this um documentary was all about media and how media controls literally all of us and our thoughts and our opinions and that it's constantly putting out propaganda to help the U.S. agenda. It was very interesting, and I was, like, blowing my mind every second. So, first I talked about the case study of the Sony hack. Do you remember that in 2014? Of the... When, oh, when I North remember. I Sony about. because... Yeah. And the official story that the U.S. put out was that it was because Seth Rogen and James Franco made this movie called The Interview... And it was like yeah. trashing North Korea. And so everyone was like, I North remember Korea that. was offended and didn't want the movie to come out. So they hacked Sony to like teach us a lesson and be like, don't mess with us. And like, it's very probable that that is like the real story. But, but at the same time, why would they be like, let's hack Sony? Like out of all things they could hack. Right. And... In documents that came out about this, like, whole hacking ordeal, it showed links between people that worked at Sony and very important U.S. government officials. So, like, Uh. it's very 
probable that they were targeting like people higher up than Sony, like not necessarily the entertainment industry, but the people behind the entertainment uh, industry. Um, yeah, which kind of shows that government influences like the media in a huge way. Like it influences the stories that are told. Like if something happens, we are getting it secondhand information always usually like what we watch on the news or what we read in the newspapers is all what the government wants us to believe basically yeah <laughs> like a lot of stuff you can i feel like you can figure it out for yourself by not just choosing one source of media to always listen to but it's yeah. pretty crazy so now we're going to talk about the OSS and the CIA and how they fit into like the whole entertainment industry. So during World War II and the Cold War, the OSS used motion picture as a weapon for psychological warfare and as a powerful propaganda weapon. Like in all of their documents, it says that. And it was used to like build and maintain morale and dispel doubt and uncertainty. Um, One quote that I found really scary was by William J. Casey, who was the director of the CIA in 1981, and he says, we'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, when if everything I believe is false. No, but even think about, like, how it's still used today, like, because I'm picturing during the war, but, like, even when you watch movies, like, American movies, such as, like, Lone Survivor or things, you, like, they get you in the freaking fields, and you're like, wow, like, our soldiers put up with so much, and I, not, our soldiers are amazing, and I'm so thankful for them, but at the same time, our government sometimes put us, puts us in situations, I feel like, that we don't, shouldn't be in, or don't need to be in, and so it's, like, it sucks that I feel like you're, like, man, like, screw whatever country that movie that we were fighting in that movie because America's great when really it's like but why are we involved with that country yeah you know it never shows like like, the full picture or like ever and so it's like I totally believe that they would use it for propaganda because I think and that's people love those movies because it's like the greatness of America but at the same time it's like let's look at the big picture yeah like you said and so um Oh, this was the part about Operation Mockingbird. I mean, it's very short, but George W. Bush said that Operation Mockingbird would end, but would now be voluntary, which is weird to me, because aka, that doesn't mean it's going to freaking end. It means it's still going. It's just like, if... Wait, Operation Mockingbird? Yeah, so basically, like, if you're a journalist and you want to work for the CIA and be a CIA asset, you can, instead of them going out and recruiting. But, like... Obviously, people are going to do that. Let's say that the CIA can't blackmail you. Be like, hey. Yeah, exactly. AKA, it didn't or end. We'll arrest you. It's still happening. <laughs> oh, I 100% believe that. So, That's the other thing, too, is I think, like, this one, not even so much. I believe in this one because I 100% believe the U.S. government has journalists in other countries spreading pop- propaganda about oh, the United sure. States. And that's what that this operation is. Like, they haven't come out and said it, said that this is happening. But, like, you can't tell me that they aren't like, hey, go live here for a couple years and write all these stories about, you know what yeah. I mean? And, like, feed information and drop hints and that kind of crap. Like, yeah, it, I believe it. Okay, this is a part that, like, it made me go crazy because we did an episode about MK Ultra, So, like... And I was on the conspiracy side, so I knew, like, a lot about it. So, yeah. they talked about MKUltra. And do you remember how I said that in MKUltra they tested on, like, kids and stuff? And how they would put yes. them through, like, trauma in order to make manipulation more easier and mind control more easier? Okay. Yes. What, <laughs> what happens in freaking every Disney movie? Their parents, the parents die. die. 
Oh my gosh, did they kill parents? There's always a tragedy, and there's always, like, a death of a parent to start the movie. Why? So you can freaking be more manipulative, like, manipulated the rest of the movie. So whatever message they're trying to get to you, or any propaganda they're gonna put out to you, you're more susceptible to receive it because you, like, went through a little trauma. <laughs> You just think of Frozen and Tarzan. <laughs> They're both at the beginning of the movie. Literally the first song. I know. <laughs> I know. Two worlds, one family. I mean, I don't know what propaganda Tarzan's trying to put out, but there might be some secret. I mean, you always see those dumb videos where it's like subliminal messages in Disney movies too. The freaking in Aladdin when he says, take off your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, like you never noticed as a kid. We we need to do a, like a, <laughs> a, Disney. Uh, a Disney conspiracy like things like that that they've done like subliminal so messaging. About, did you know that the CIA bought the land f- to build Disney World? No, but did you <laughs> not remember that when we talked about freaking um, the moon landing, like Disney was the one yeah. that produced that <laughs> movie so that people would want to go to the oh, moon. I'll get to Disney. Oh, wait, new conspiracy theory from us. CIA, Disney, same, same thing. Person. Walt Disney's not They're the dead. same organization. Walt Disney runs the CIA. That's why... <gasps> His body's not frozen. I totally... We need to... Yeah. We're doing a Disney <laughs> one, for sure. Um, another example of, like, MK Ultra that they talked about was Zoolander. Because that whole... Pr- the movie? Yes, the whole premise of the movie is that they mind-controlled <laughs> Zoolander, right? And it's, like, yeah. shown in a comedic fiction kind of way. But, like, it's basically desensitizing you to this idea that you can be mind-controlled. Because you're like, haha, funny, Desensi- this would never happen. But it freaking does! You're doing it right now! Desensitizing. The government's good about that. Like, when we talked about Furbies... Pilot episode. There we go. Desensitizing. <laughs> Full My next circle. Point. <laughs> is that really it what really it is? is. Uh, so, the word entertainment. Let's go into the dictionary. <laughs> entertainment. Webster's dic- dictionary defines. To entertain <laughs> means to bind or to hold. Okay. What do they bind or hold? <laughs> Our attention. Hollywood. Holly, back in the day, was used, like, the branches of a holly tree were used to make wands and channel spells to put over populations. (laughs) And and the word TV, Connor, (laughs) can you say the word TV for me really slowly? Not TV, the actual word. Television. Tell-a-vision. <laughs> Tell what? space a space vision. Tell a vision. Yeah, they're telling Kay. you visions of that they have for the future. Don't laugh at me like I'm dumb. <laughs> I look freaking insane. In this I just, my favorite thing is the Hollywood one. Holly used to be make wands, which used to put spells on people. And what's on a TV when you click beep? Channels. What are on those channels? Programs. They are programming us and have been Because we live in a simulation. Life. Beep, beep, beep. And they desensitize what? Violence? Sex? That's all I have. <laughs> Drugs? Drug use. They desensitize everything. Um, yeah, it's all video games' fault for why male teenage boys are violent. That's a joke, but that's... Is it, though? It's because we watch Frozen 2 that we hate Russia. I don't know. Please start talking. (laughs) The last bullet I have, and that was the most fun, and I kind of... I don't think we could do a whole podcast on it, but it was very interesting. Pizzagate. Do you know what Pizzagate... Pizza what? Pizzagate. Do you know what Pizzagate is? (laughs) No. Also, have you ever noticed, (laughs) this is super off topic, but when 
we can't hear each other sometimes we'll get closer to our microphones in the podcast oh when really true because <laughs> you just went i was like what and you went close to your microphone and said pizza games so and I'm like, that doesn't help being me here. here and so getting closer to my mic I was know. getting closer to you <laughs> i know okay sorry pizza game so do you remember when oh, were you I don't remember. It. You probably were gone in Australia during this. When? So it was when Hillary Clinton was running for president against Donald Trump. No. Yeah, but I heard about it and her emails yeah. were hacked. Were they hacked though? <laughs> but, so. I don't know. Well, yeah, they were hacked and they were like leaked. Like everyone could read her emails yeah and it kind of came out that she was a part of this um sex ring we know you love oh, to talk about, about the that. clintons and their sex body count I so fucking, we should just have a podcast on just the clintons just like a super quick summary of what pizzagate is because it's a big thing basically hillary clinton's emails were hacked between her and john podesta and like some other people um and this one girl i did not write her name damn it um she like started an article about it and like doing research and called it pizzagate but the moral of the story is like how the media kind of like manipulates stories that they don't want to go mainstream into something and making you think it's stupid so a lot of her emails had like keywords in it like about food and a lot of it was about pizza. Like, in some emails, there was one email with, that said, would love to get a pizza for an hour. Like, no one gets pizza for an hour. So, obviously, it's a code word. Like you're Unless pizza is a hooker. Or a child. Because <gasps> Ew, cheese pizza what? means child pornography. Did you know that? <gasps> it's like a code word no? the CIA and law enforcement agents use when they, like, try to find... Um, pedophiles and sex offenders they'll like be like I want cheese pizza and they know exactly what it means right Ew. it just changed pizza completely for me yeah I don't like pizza <sighs> anymore don't lie to yourself pizza is still lie. delicious just not kids and not just <laughs> I just not. want Papa John's or Papa John wink wink <laughs> Papa John, please, if you're listening, hit me up. I would love to (laughs) be your girlfriend. Anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) this reporter was, like, doing a lot to kind of expose Hillary Clinton. And she's like, Hillary Clinton was involved with Epstein. Like, they were besties. She definitely had a pedophile ring. And her and Bill, like, loved that. And so, but the media said, no, 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 we cannot have this exposed. So they kind of like manipulated it, got a hold of it and made it seem ridiculous and like didn't ask the right questions and were kind of like, no, they were just, you know, emails and didn't really talk about it. And there's no investigations about it ever. And it's just like dumb. Like, it's just another example of how like media controls what goes out and what doesn't like if it's concerning important people like they're untouchable like you can't expose them they can just pay and what happens to the people who do expose like the sketchy people they die epstein die (laughs) he was about to straight up expose everyone was also ugh, no yeah but he had the power to expose so many people but they got him before he could So it's like, it just, so. New theory. Clinton's made the coronavirus to distract us from the fact that (gasps) Epstein didn't kill himself. we haven't even talked about it. Did you see the thing about the freaking Pentagon? (gasps) The aliens? (laughs) I haven't had time to look up what they said, but they literally came out and said, UFOs are real, right? Like, they have this video footage that was leaked a while ago, but no one talked about it. And then the Pentagon just, like, re-uploaded it and was like, yeah, we don't know what that is. They said it was a UFO. 
which obviously is unidentified flying objects, so it's not like aliens, yeah. aliens, but like someone's talking but about it. Aliens to our country. Someone's talking about it because everyone's just distracted by Corona. Worried about coronavirus. Oh. But yeah, that's all I have. <laughs> it was good. You like how we totally went off topic right well, there? Because I had to address <laughs> it. This is a conspiracy podcast. We have to talk about aliens. It didn't. It wasn't a tangent. It was like how the media distracts you. That's yeah, true. But yeah, basically, it, moral it, it was of the story topic. is: don't trust anything except this podcast. Don't trust the effing Clintons. <laughs> this podcast is the only source of reliable information. <laughs> Everything else is a if shame. If you're not getting, if you're getting your information from anyone but us, shame also, on something you. Something that I learned from that documentary. The CIA is the one who invented the word conspiracy theorist. Probably, because no, people were like, Don't you're doing some shit. Probably. They did. Oh, well, they're probably... <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> um, they were probably... People were probably being like, stop doing the shady shit. And they're like, you're a conspiracy theorist. And they're like, no, what the hell is that? <laughs> they're like, it means you're dumb. <laughs> It means you can't talk to us. Um, we so we've discussed. So we decided we're gonna we need to do a Disney one, and we we need to do another Alien one oh, too, so I that we can like discuss aliens. about. It's because they're real and you're afraid of them. My little sisters, <laughs> they had a homework assignment, and it was like, if you were an astronaut, and you had a mission to the moon, what would you do? And I said to them, I would say, <laughs> what did I tell them? I was like, I would go and walk around and prove that we never landed on the moon in the first place. <laughs> and they were like, what? I thought you were going to say, I would seduce an no, alien. Th- that's what they something. ended up saying. They were like, I would find an alien and keep it as a pet. And I said, that's boring. That's called slavery, and we've risen I've above that. I've also decided that my children will grow up not believing in the moon landing. Like, I will ingrain it into their skulls. <laughs> I think that would be so freaking funny that they fight the teacher at school. They try to be taught in school. They're like, we landed in 1969. They raised their hand. Said, my mom said, um, we didn't. <laughs> they, like, have the binder. They They're like, podcast. these are pictures. Um... This one shows that the... Your kids are also not going to have friends, so... Well, that was, like, a given. Because they will be like me. (laughs) (laughs) This will just be the icing on the cake. There you go. Uh, Okay, so... I don't know. We're really thankful for everyone that's listening. We really Facebook is blowing up. Thank you. We're yeah. famous, basically. We have like <laughs> three hundred um, followers on Facebook. Um, so if you want to reach us or follow us, because I post, um, what are they called? Spoilers mm-hmm. without context They're every week, good. and I I try to make them funny, but um, so you should follow for those. <laughs> also, I don't I don't know. So just follow. <laughs> Like, rate, and subscribe to us on not YouTube. On We're not on YouTube. On iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and Google. And our Instagram is at Snacks and Tinfoil Hats. Our Facebook group is called Conspiracies, Snacks, and Tinfoil Hats. Our Twitter is at CSTFHP. And our Gmail is CSTFHP podcast at gmail.com let's make a jingle and if we go missing in the next week blame the clintons i'm gonna say the cia clintons had nothing to do with this whole episode i don't care blame the effing clintons for everything (laughs) blame disney (laughs) okay bye okay bye okay bye But some people don't think the C word's bad. Yeah, a at Asia.
<laughs> she says, what did she say was worse than the C word? Oh, she says the F word is worse than the, the C word. word. But it's definitely not. Yeah, if someone no. called me the F word, I would not be a... F- if someone called you, like, they say, the E-R. you are a fuck. No. <laughs> oh. You idiot. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's Anne. <laughs> you are Anne fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. No. Never mind. Not relevant. Um. Anyway, 